This week on the OneCast, we're talking 2024 National Professional Fishing League schedule. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on, OneCast fans? Welcome back for another episode of the OneCast. Coming at you live from North Carolina and also uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, where Ben is. You see, uh, if you're watching the the video, you'll see he's sitting in the hotel there uh, getting ready for the Knoxville show. Unfortunately, Trey and I couldn't make it over there uh, for this one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on here. Uh, real quick, before we get rolling, make sure you head to onecastfishing.com. Use the code the OneCast to check out. Uh, check out the snagless jigs, long neck hooks, uh, weedless neds, all the soft plastics. Um there's still some left. There's show specials going on through. When are you ending those, Ben? As soon as Knoxville's done, or you can keep going for a little bit. Well, you know what? Let's call it to the end of the month. So there you have it. So it's actually, by the time this actually airs, it'll be done. So <laughs> well, no, no, they'll still have. Uh, you'll, they'll still have like a, a few days because this will air Thursday. It'll be before the end of January. So you'll sure. have. Uh, thought- yeah, no, they'll have. Uh, they'll have what three days left. Uh, no, yeah, so I this oh no, I'm wrong. Dang, I'm thinking Thursday. February. I'm thinking for <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, the sale's over. Uh, we just wasted all of your time, but still but head to onecatcher.com. Yep, use the code. You'll still save some money. Uh, get some of those baits. Uh, also, make sure you head over to CarolinaWatersNC.com. Uh, same code. The one cast will save you twenty percent off your order. Uh, they've got full line of hats. Uh, they still got some hoodies left. Uh, the new performance gear starting to make its way in. Uh, so make sure you get yourself protected, whether you're on the water, just out for a day of fun in the sun, uh, really anything you're doing. They've got casual wear. They've got got gear for out there in the water. I've got a hat on. Trey's rocking a hat. Um, if you saw, if you follow us on socials, you start to see us getting on the water and wearing the wearing their performance gear. So again, that's CarolinaWatersNC.com. Code the one cast to save twenty percent. And Trey, what you got? Man, well, I'll tell you, not everybody listens to podcasts. So if you got friends out there that are not podcast people, but they're big on social media and stuff, you know, I was contacted tonight, you know, asking questions about Carolina Waters. So share that stuff with your friends. Um, share our code, the OneCast for OneCastFishing.com, Carolina Waters. And also, you know, everybody is always on the internet, like perusing it, you know, looking for looking at Zillow, looking at different places to live, land to buy and stuff like that. Well, hey guys, check it out. If you're dreaming of owning your own slice of nature's beauty, you need to look no further than Eric Schwinn at Mossy Oak Properties, your premier land agent for finding a perfect land to call your own, serving the Fort Bragg, Fort Liberty area, and all the surrounding areas. He's got a a wide uh, range of properties featuring natural landscapes, rolling hills, pristine waterways, and abundance of wildlife. He's committed to helping you find a perfect place to build your dreams. Whether you're an avid outdoors enthusiast, a nature lover, or simply seeking a peace, peaceful landscape, he'll find land to match your vision. So don't miss out on the opportunity to own your very own piece of paradise. Contact Eric Schwind at mossyoakproperties.com. So that's E-S-C-H-W-I-N-D at mossyoakproperties.com. E-Schwind at mossyoakproperties.com. Or you can give him a call or shoot him a text at 936 494 nine six eight six and hopefully he can get you guys what you're looking for sorry i look like contractor bob right now but um i'm not rocking my carolina waters hoodie 
uh, because, you know, I went out on the water for a few hours today and I always like to wear like some of my dad's old clothes. It's just a thing I like to do. And luckily I was able to snatch a bass. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Ben, you all set up, ready to go in Knoxville. I know this is we're, we're pretty, much, pretty, pretty much ready to go. It starts at two tomorrow. So a couple, a couple of things to knock out. I'll go in, you know, probably about noon. But, you know, yeah, just I came here straight from from Richmond instead of driving home four hours and then staying the night and driving six hours the next day. I just went straight here. Um, Richmond was a great show. I, I do. I did want to shout out David. Oh, who yeah. drove four hours, three and a half, four hours from New Jersey just to come see um, see us at, at the booth. Uh, Pete and I, uh, Pete and I were there and it was great to be able to hang out with him. So I tell you what started this podcast. Yeah, it's been over a year. The engagement, the folks we have met, you know, uh, the, if you want to call them fans or whatever, it's 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 been phenomenal. And the fact someone would drive that far just yeah. to come see us—I mean, that's I would have never expected that a year ago. So that was uh, that, that's awesome. I, I love the community that we're all building here. So I just wanted to give that shout out to to David for doing that. Yeah, it was really awesome live, and it really didn't sink in till I was driving home myself and like reflecting on the weekend that somebody drove that far to hang out with us because mm -hmm. we decided to sit down in Trey's garage and <laughs> and run our traps and put it out there. So David, appreciate you, man. Uh and that and that goes for everybody. Yeah, like, everybody talked about it like Lake Lanier, we knew people. It was truly unbelievable. Uh, you know, Santi Cooper all over the the you know the continent and abroad. And uh, you know, I, I really am sorry that I missed um that show with you and and, and Ben. Um, and I talked to David a little bit, but I did get to spend some quality time with yeah. Doc, or as my wife calls him, Doc McStuffin. So, which is Pete's uh, ginormous black Labrador. <laughs> he was awesome company this weekend. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Ben. The community is just continuing to grow. And I think, you know, everybody is such a great, like they, they've contributed so much to this show. And uh, so everybody who listens, everybody who watches, Thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, and everybody we saw at any show. And again, if you, we got a lot of messages after shows and stuff that were like, hey, you guys were busy. We didn't want to interrupt. Man, come up and, and talk to us. I, if you got to wait a minute or even if you're in a hurry and you got to butt in and say, shake a hand and say, hey, you know, like listen to the show, whatever. We want to make sure that we get time to talk with everybody and and uh, you're not bothering us if you're butting in, if you're on in a hurry or whatever. So uh, looking forward to, you know, getting to a few events this year, BASS, NPFL, uh, whatever else we might make it to, um, and uh, hopefully seeing some more of you. Mm. Yeah. So soon as this episode, it'll launch Thursday at noon, as you all know, you're listening now, and the tournament starts tomorrow. So uh, we were uh, we had so many really awesome guests and just topics we were talking about that. Uh, the tournament season has kind of snuck up on us, and we wanted to make sure we talk about uh, the NPFL, the league, uh, as well. We're going to talk about MLF and BSS uh, in future episodes and, and our thoughts about where they're heading. Uh, ben, if you have the little private chat thing over there, I put a little bit of some lake facts over there and kind of the schedule in there so it would make it a little bit easier for us to to look at that stuff. Um, if you guys don't have anything else, you want to roll into it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We can roll into it. Um, the private chat. The only thing I've got it talks about Lake of the Ozarks. Stop sticks. I, so I don't know what happened, but I, I've got the I've got the 
I've got the schedule pulled up here. I've even got the weather pulled up for the next 10 days down there. So I think we'll be, uh, we'll be good to go. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Ben froze. We froze. We died. We dropped. We lost the internet again. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. If you're watching, you'll notice a change in attire for Trey. He's not quite as bright. I still rock the same hoodie, and we no longer have Ben. Uh, we were recording Ben's on the road in Knoxville. If you listened to the first 15 minutes, you heard that, and then our internet died, uh, so we weren't able to keep that connection going. So Trey and, our, Trey and I uh, you know, recuperated. We, uh, we, we fell back. Uh, we came up with a new plan, and we're going to come in and finish this one out strong. That's right. Uh, but right before we left, we were getting ready to start talking about the MPFL's events. And uh, this is coming out uh, on Thursday, like always. And event one official day starts tomorrow. So they fish Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the full field fishes all three days. Uh, so stop number one, Logan Martin in Oxford, Alabama, January 28th through February 3rd. Uh, it's 17,000 acre uh, waterway, I guess is the what, what best way to say it. Yeah. First time the NPFL has ever been there. Uh, they did fish a Bassmaster Classic there. Mm -hmm. And to tie it back to the NPFL, David Fritz won that in 1993. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, David Fritz fishing the NPFL this year, his first year uh, with the league. Uh, he's going to start off on a lake where he won the Bassmaster Classic in 1993. So kind of cool full circle moment you know, yeah. there for him, I'm sure. It's really cool to see that, you know, the NPFL is, a, we talked about it before, but, you know, they went from, you know, mid-70s uh, numbers last year to 127 anglers on their roster. And they really do have, some serious legends of the sport joining them like david fritz um geez who else am i missing uh i, I just haven't had their roster yeah so they I got mean, you got david fritz joining them you have guys like buddy gross uh this is aside from all the hammers that we're already fishing yes we, we've talked to a bunch of them tommy we, we biffle there's a bunch tommy biffle those are the two right there you got fritz yeah. and biffle your legends. right and then you have young guns Kyle Welcher reigning angler of the year for the 2023 Bassmaster elite series. He's picking up some time in the MPFL in 24, buddy gross, who I just mentioned, uh, Scott Hamrick, who, if you don't know, Scott, uh, he's been around for a long time fishing the opens. He's fished the FLW, uh, North Carolina, got a heck of an angler. Yep. Um, and there's just, there, there's names all through, all through the field. Again, Zach Burge, you know, yep. young guy to BPT. Uh, Zach Fish is coming over and fishing with them. Wes Logan. That's right. Who's been around for, you know, he's a younger guy, but been around for a long time. Uh, Justin Kimmel's coming back. Uh, we're working to get Justin on the show. Uh, that'll be a fun one. If you don't know, Justin's been around fishing for a long time, was instrumental in uh, Bass U's growth and kind of how they did their thing and, and a heck of a stick. There's just, they've just built upon the anglers they've already had. You know, we've talked to, talked to guys like Hunter Bogman, uh, Corbishly. <laughs> I think we're still recording. Yeah. Uh, something, something just shut off on the computer, but we're going to keep rolling. Uh, there we go. We're back. It looks like we lost connection for a second. Um, you know, Mike Corbishley, you had Patrick Walters with him for Trent Palmer, Trent Will Palmer. Harkins. Yeah. Stephanie so, Pellerin. Yep. Like just a bunch of hammers that were with them have been with them. And now you just keep adding to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talked to Brad and Paul. So go back and listen to that, that episode, you know, a little while back. Um, going back to what Trey, you know, Trey was saying, the league, the league is here to stay. Uh, they continue to grow. They continue to build on what they have. And if you have not made it to an event uh, and you see that there's one somewhat close to you, 
highly recommend you go check that mm-hmm. out. You really get even as as a, as a, just a you know a fan that's there, you'll get the family feel. You know, all the anglers hang out after and watch everybody weigh in. Everybody's helping everybody. Um, Trey and I, along with uh, Chelsea, my wife. Uh, ben couldn't do it because he was having some back problems. We got to ride around on the last day at Lanier last year, uh, and I don't, I don't know if you saw anything. We ran across other anglers, but I was with Hunter Bogman. We had another angler roll up uh, when he caught the fish that clinched him into the championship. Uh, super, you know, super excited from one another. Later, found out that he was rolling up to fight me because he thought <laughs> I was a pirate and was uh, trying to overtake Hunter Bogman's vessel. Uh, but then on our way back, so Hunter runs, uh, runs a not a bullet, uh, a blazer, a blazer. Uh, and the way their fuel tanks are is there's two fuel tanks and there's a switch in the back. Well, the fuel tank we were running on ran out of fuel. So we are just blowing back the way in at like 72 and <laughs> just died in, in the river. They're running back to the launch. So he's like, Hey, do you mind jumping back there and flipping it? I'm like, no, man, I got no problem. So I'm back there. And I think like three boats, Todd Goad, one of them who needs to get in away his fish. Cause he still hadn't hundred percent locked up the AOI. You know, AOI. It's the last day. Like he needed to make sure it wasn't late, but he stopped. Hey, everybody, do you need me to tell you? Or you no, we're good, man. Like, so I'm not saying that doesn't happen. We've seen instances where that happened. You know, we talked to Trent. We had Trent on. He talked about, you know, Patrick Walters towing him in at the Saginaw uh, mm-hmm. last year when when they were competing uh, for first and second and uh, didn't know who was going to win that one. Didn't He said they didn't talk about the weight. Go back and check that one out. That's a cool story. Uh, but, yeah, it's really it's really cool. And I just I thought it was really cool that they're they're fishing Logan Martin in the last the last class. I think it was the last class was there from the research I could find. Ninety three. And David Fritz won that. So he's got some experience on that lake. I'm sure some other anglers do. I know a lot of the Alabama Bass Alabama Bass Tours and a lot of those other, you know, kind of bigger regional uh series fish there a mm-hmm. lot. I don't know. I didn't do a ton on on bigger tournaments that have been there. It doesn't seem like there's been any bigger bigger events there in a little while, but uh should be an exciting one. So will the next one. The next one is going to be their inaugural championship that they were going to host um in 2023 i believe yes yeah, the 2023 um yep. but you know they didn't have a championship last year and hey listen that's part of the growing pains of a business right and and we we grew we are growing this podcast just like the league is growing the mpfl and it does not come without challenges um and you know you can't keep everyone happy but what they are doing is they are taking the anglers into consideration uh you know with their championship and without you know spilling any beans we don't have a lot of beans to spill but it looks like this is going to be a pretty special event you know first of all they're going all the way out to lake amistad right um that's third through nine and that yep the third through the ninth of march and this is going to be really interesting it's going to be the top 25 anglers from the 2023 angler of the year points and they're going to take those guys on a really good road trip and they're going to go out to Amistad and it appears, and and I haven't fished Amistad. I don't think you have either. Right, Pete? No, it's not what it was. I mean, it's 64,900 acres. Yeah. Almost 65,000, almost 65,000 acres. Yep. A giant body of water, um, 25 anglers on it. I don't know if it's going to fish big got, or if it's going to fish small. One in 25 chance it went hundred and K buddy. hundred K. Everybody wins something. Every, yeah. I mean, just as, just to be in it, is you know an amazing um accolade itself but yeah i mean your chances of winning a hundred grand and 
you know, it's going to be really cool because it's going to be the very first one. Yeah. You know, anytime there's a first of anything and you can win it, man, you just made history right there. So go back and listen again to those episodes with Brad and Paul with the NPFL. If you're wondering why this is the first one in the fourth year, uh, they kind of talk about some of that. Like Trey said, growing pains, uh, lessons learned with with promised monies from sponsors and things like that that didn't come to fruition, uh, but they they made it happen for this year. So, uh, and it sounded like you know from our last talk with them, and it, that was on the episode. So I'm not afraid to say it. They're trying to make it all about the anglers. There's no expo associated with it. Uh, there's none of that you know hype that you get with the classic. Not the not different hype. There's not the consumer right. hype like you get with the classic. Uh, you know, they're really focused on the anglers and making it special for them. So I'm really excited to see what exactly that means. And and I, I'll say one final thing on not having a championship. You know, I would much rather an organization conserve its resources and not put themselves in a position where they may have to close the doors the following year just to have a championship. And I know probably a lot of anglers were let down and maybe some fans were let down, but like when you kind of peel the layers back a little bit and you, you get to like see behind the curtains, like there's decisions aren't made lightly, yeah. you know, business is, is hard, man. It's, it's a hard one. And so, you know, I, I really do commend those guys for making decisions that are sound and being transparent and saying, Hey, listen, like we can't do this. Um, Cause you know what, if they could, they would, Yeah, but they just couldn't, you know? So that'll be uh, that'll be the 2023 championship uh, in you know March early March 2024 on Amistad. Looking forward to that one. Uh, then they're coming back to our neck of the woods to South Carolina Lake Hartwell, <laughs> uh, which is a 56,000 acre uh, body of water in uh, South Carolina. I think they're putting it in Anderson. Uh, that's May 12th through 18th. Um, they have fished it once before in 2022. Uh, Drew six won that one with fifty one and a half uh, pounds. That's total weight over a three day period. Over three days, and then Patrick Walters finished second, uh, and he was uh, he was at like forty six, if I remember correctly. I didn't put his weight in our little cheat sheet, but um, yeah, I mean that's a storied body of water. It's a great fishery. It's similar to Lanier that they wrapped up the twenty twenty three season on. So you got a lot of a lot of folks that got experience on uh, blue herring lakes and things like that. Uh, so that that I think is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good one. It's one of the ones that we're talking about potentially going to. So I uh, don't know if that'll it'll be that one or uh, one of the later tournaments we're going to talk about. But uh, we are going to make it to one this year, and we'll be sure to let everybody know we're going to be there. So if you're nearby and want to come hang out with us, you can. If we're not going to be at one by you, still go hang out. Yeah. Cause- Man, Hartwell, you know, obviously the local hammers, you got to look out for them. The Palmers the goads, the Harkins, you know, of course, Trent. Patrick Walters. I said Palmer. But oh, yeah. Yeah. So I said their last names, my, my bad. But, you know, you got to look out for them. But, you know, don't discount some of these guys and gals that are fishing. You know, there was a lot of people last year that learned a lot about yeah. fishing and conserving fish over a three-day period you know and that's we've said it before but that's something unique about the league is there is no cut everybody fishes all three days so everybody really has a chance i mean unless you're pulling away you know with a 15 20 pound lead on you know day two then you'd probably be all right but you know everybody has a chance and i and i think that's about the best you can ask for when you're dumping money into each of these tournaments but hartwell is going to be a good one because it's in a great time of the year 
Yeah. Uh, it's on a great body of water. It's filled with brush piles. It's filled with, you know, spotted bass, but you know, up in Seneca, there's good large mouth up there, which we're not saying anything. Anyone doesn't know. Um, but you know, it's and it's, what is it? It's 56,000 acres yeah. giant dude. Oh yeah. And, and, and I got the chance to on our way down to linear, I got the chance to bebop around. I said, bebop, that's right. Uh, you know, dink around, uh, <laughs> and I did catch dinks, um, on Hartwell, uh, before I went to Lanier and it's a cool place, man. I mean, it's got big old giant striper on it and stuff, but I'll tell you what, like that you might see some surprises this year. And I, I'm always an advocate for people to win that haven't won before. So, you know, it's always nice to see new winners. Of course, guys want to go back to back and win because they're all competitors, but I think that one's going to be pretty special. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Uh, going to, going to be an exciting electricity. It's a great time of year. Little bit late uh, for spawn. Probably going to be a post spawn deal. Might still be some fish up on beds. Really depends on how our spring goes. That's right. Um, but you know they're a little bit further south than us. It's a little bit warmer, a little bit quicker. So I think that's going to be a post spawn deal. Those brush piles are going to play, and I know that everybody has experience now uh, from Lanier and kind of lessons learned from that. So it's going to be going to be an interesting one. And then they're going to head stop number three to forty three thousand one hundred acre. Pickwick Lake, mm. uh, which sits in Tennessee and, and several other states, but primarily in Tennessee, launching out of Tennessee. Uh, they did fish it once before in 2021, uh, and Brandon Perkins won that one with 5511. Uh, Brandon is a Pickwick guy, Pickwick guy, like yep. well known on that lake. He knows that lake, uh, fishes it a ton, uh, and went out there and, and you know went to work and had a heck of a tournament uh, on that one. If I, I'm trying to remember, that was uh, you know kind of first year of the MPFL and. I think that was the year they had a few tournaments that were a little bit weird with weather and stuff, and I think that was one of them. They had a bunch of water running through the Tennessee River Valley. Uh, so lake was up and, and just fished a little bit different. But that'll be another one that'll be fun. Uh, I don't think I said the date because I did pretty good copy and paste, but not great. So July 7th through 13th. So a little bit of a different time of year from what we're used to seeing Yeah, you know, some of these lakes being fished. So I can't even begin to guess. Uh, what that's going to look like, I, you know, I know they're going to go out there and catch them. Uh, everybody, everybody's going to catch some fish. Probably going to be an offshore deal. Uh, I, I think pick what's a lead, ledge fishing lake, so we probably see yeah, some of that. I think there's some critics out there that think it's late uh, to go there, um, but you know, that's another thing that's pretty unique. Is like, you know, I think the MPFL does a really great job at kind of working around like, you know, the elite schedule and BPT schedule so that those who are in either of those organizations have the opportunity to fish with the league. Um, so, and it also spreads it out for those who can work, you know, who have to work full-time jobs or business owners or whatever. So yeah, it might not be the most ideal place, but it might put some people to the test. And even if you're a local in this, we, we, we see this all the time, right? Like we consider ourselves local here to like Jordan Lake and Sharon Harris but we have been wrong so many times yeah. on our quote unquote home bodies of water that sometimes being a local isn't necessarily an advantage, right? So who knows if it's going to be early, if it's going to be late, we don't know. Please obviously provide your feedback and let us know what your thoughts are. But I think it'll be, I think it'll be an offshore summer pattern yeah. for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely late. I don't think you can argue that. I don't know when the last time you saw like a major tour go in July to a, you know, a lake like that. But mm -hmm. late, uh, and I say late, late in terms of typical tournament time, right. like 
it's never late too late to go fish a body of water. And like Trey was saying, that's what's cool about the MPFL. They they I don't want to say push the limits of, of where they're fishing, but they get to fish some different bodies of water at different times of the year uh, and really put like he said, put the anglers uh to test uh skills to the test because it's not it's not gonna go out there and be a pre spawn spawn post-spawn deal where yeah. you just go out and whack them well you know and then you know look at what happened and this wasn't an mpfl event but who's to say something like and the weight won't be the same but who's to say something like okeechobee won't happen at pickle oh yeah right like okeechobee had like over 20 bags that were over i don't know 30 pounds or something like that it was ridiculous um you just never know they could just enter into the craziest bite window with big fish and you have no idea or it could be a dink fest who knows you know but it doesn't really matter because the competition stays the same and then will you hear something yeah you don't hear that i think it might be the refrigerator if you guys hear oh, a little yeah, buzz, yeah. buzzing okay, in the refrigerator i was trying to bad. figure out what it was but yeah so then they move on from pickwick and then they go back to a place that they've been repeat offenders uh, which is Saginaw Bay up in Michigan. So everybody knows that Saginaw Bay is absolutely littered with both largemouth and smallmouth. Um, that was the event that Pete yeah. was talking about that, you know, Trent Palmer uh, took home the shield uh, in 2023 at Saginaw Bay and Patrick Walters had to help him back to the ramp on day yeah, three. So just real quick, they're August 25th, the week August 25th down there. Uh, it's 1,141 square miles of shoreline. Uh, part of Lake Huron up there in Michigan. They fished it in 2022 and 2023. Uh, Gary Atkins won it in 22 with 51.13. Trent was second with 51.9. And in 2023, Trent won with 62.12, barely beating Patrick, <laughs> who had 62.10. Uh, and then our buddy Mike Corbishley was in third in that one. That uh, Yeah, that lake is full. That fishery is full of largemouth and smallmouth. You're, you got to catch the brown fish to win. You do. That That's a... It's a smallmouth tournament. You can go out and fish for points catching largemouth, and a lot of folks do if they're not comfortable in the big water. Uh, but to compete, you're going to have to get out there uh, and get out. And I say you need to catch a brownfish. If they absolutely can't get into the lake because That's of conditions, right. then it's going to turn into you know a largemouth tournament. But if you can get out on the lake, you're probably not going to win catching largemouth. That's just the, the nature of the fishery. Uh, and it's actually what hurt Mike. You know, We got to talk to him after that one. And one of the days they couldn't get out for the full day, and he ended up weighing in one green fish that day, and that was what cost him really being in the running for uh, for winning that one. But uh, really looking forward to that one. They've gone the last two years. Uh, if you go back and listen to our episodes with Brad and Paul, uh, that's going to be a place they go every year as they have uh, fallen in love with with going up there. They they love the the venue. Uh, the town, the fishery, everything about it. So that's going to be a staple in the MPFL's um, schedule year after year, uh, which I don't mind. Anytime I can watch guys catch 62 pounds of smallmouth over five mm -hmm. days or over three days, I, uh, I'm i good with that. Like, And, you know, it's kind of like the, the elites going back to Orange, Texas, you know, quite often the Sabine River. Yeah, not everybody likes – uh the grinder of the sabine but i do and and well the saint lawrence has turned into the saginaw yeah and the saint lawrence, the saint lawrence is lawrence yeah so now. You, but you're right though the venues really are critical in you know whether or not they're welcoming hosts or they're not welcoming and if they're not welcoming like why would you want to bring your organization back there so exactly. you know but i'm 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 uh you know i've had some conversations with some of the guys 
um, just about, you know, Saginaw and stuff. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, we had Josh Watkins on. He's part of the Army Outdoor team. And they actually have a new guy joining their ranks this year as part of the Army Outdoor team, and that's John Branch. And, uh, you know, Josh is is of the same mindset. Like, I have to go catch smallmouth unless I physically cannot get out to the big water. Yeah, if you're, right? you're going to compete to win, you you have to get out there and catch smallmouth. Mm -hmm. Because Trent, Patrick, Corvish. They're going. Kyle Welker, a lot of them folks yep. are going out there to chase them, and they're going to come in with 20 pounds of smallmouth a day. And a big, largemouth bag there, I think, is 12 or 13 pounds so you're just it's different calibers of fish now you can go in like like mike said in practice you know once he found the stuff he wanted to use he went back and, and largemouth fish and he's like you can go in there and catch 100 largemouth on a white swim jig and a frog and just have a blast and they're doing it yeah um but it's not it's not a tournament winning uh you know recipe or, or plan now i did we, i talked to guys that uh, have fished last year were fishing it for points and that's what they did they weren't comfortable going out and chasing they went and caught their five largemouth and then just tried to upgrade, you know, as much as they could on largies in there doing that because that's what they were comfortable doing. So it's not a make or break for somebody seasoned for AOI, uh, but it's one that if you're not comfortable going out and chasing the brown fish, you just got to fish for points and yeah. and it sets up to be able to go out and do that. And it's, uh, I, I'm looking forward to one day getting up there. I've never fished it. I grew up not far, but just never made up there. We always went to St. Clair and, and fished that part and fished Lake Erie, but never went to Saginaw or Huron, but I, I definitely have it on my list of places to go. It's funny you say year on and not here on. Is there a reason why you say that? Because it is year on. <laughs> Everybody says the great we're, we're from the Great Lakes region originally, but we all say it differently. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, where would where did Aaron Martin's fish where he noticed the red winged blackbirds at? Was it it was it Saginaw Bay? Oh man, I'd have to go back. That was a long time ago, but yeah. Um, interestingly enough, you know, the Northern waters, they have a lot of cattails. Uh, they got a lot of, you know, red winged blackbirds and stuff like that, that nest in those things. And, um, you know, a long time ago, Aaron Martins noticed, you know, this is just, this is just how keen and, and dialed into their environment. You know, some of these anglers are, is that he noticed, uh, you know, birds nesting and baby birds falling out of the nest and that helped him change his color pattern of what he was flipping into the reeds and i don't know if it was on saginaw bay but you know the point of it is is just like it's crazy to see how things how things just click with some people and uh you know hopefully we see something special like that happen again uh, because those are really cool stories to talk about you know everyone's talking about electronics and all this that and the other but i think the environment is just as curdled critical if not more critical yeah you know paying attention to and, and dialing in onto your senses and intuition i was on lake havasu okay so lake yeah. havasu oh that makes sense because that was out west right yeah that was so, that was uh the furious hog snatcher that was one of the coolest videos if you don't know aaron aaron passed away a few years back two years ago now uh from cancer unfortunately but he was one of the i mean that dude like some of the stuff that he thought of and did and probably the master of finesse fishing and, and really brought a bunch of different stuff to the forefront. Um, I loved watching him fish and he was one, if you listen to our episode with John, he talked about how uh, Kevin Van Dam used to mess with Aaron Martin because yeah. they, those two were kind of coming up at the same time. And Aaron was always right there with, with KVD and uh, 
yeah, that was a big loss for the industry and, and fishing. And just, he was one of the, I got, I luckily was able to meet Aaron a few times and probably one of the nicest dudes I ever met in my life. So kind of cool to see some of the pioneers of the sport like that. He was a pioneer from the West coast. KVD was a pioneer from the North. So, yeah. but we're going to continue to see more of that, especially as the league has grown. And, uh, you know, they bring some of these sticks to the, uh, some other sticks to the, uh, competition. So then September comes around 22nd through what? 28th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 22nd through 28th heading to the St. John's river, which is in Florida, 310 miles of river, definitely a different time of year. 100%. And they're also putting in at a very different area. Yes, they are uh, from where we're, we're used to seeing. So we, I'm sure everybody, if you follow tournament fishing, you've seen the St. John's, uh, BASS has gone there with the elites quite a few times. Uh, John Cruz won there last time they were there. Uh, the time before that was when um, Brian New won in his first ever elite event was on the St. Yep. John's River. I think it was our first event of the year, too. Wasn't yeah, it was it? the first event of the year in his first ever elite event. So he he won that one. Uh, it's a Florida fishery. Like, I think Trey's fished it once. He fished it once and I think caught more blackfish than bass. That's but, right. Uh, and gators. And gators. But uh, I don't know a lot about St. John's. I know there's a bunch of different things you can do. There's lakes you can run to. Yep. Uh, you can frog. You can flip. You can punch. You can throw a spinner bait you can throw a chatter bait you can drop shot uh there's a whole bunch of different stuff you can do but going there in september is going to be interesting because i don't know how much experience a lot of these folks have and i'm going to call it off times of the year on some of these some of these fisheries so um anybody mike johns if you're if you're listening go put some comments in there you may know because you fish you know that part of the world quite a bit I don't know what that's going to look like in September. Yeah, I think, you know, there are so many different lakes that, that you can access from from the river. You got Lake George, you got, uh, was it Dora and Apopka and all these different lakes that that run through there. Um, Dora, that's that's Harris Chain. Is it Harris yeah. Chain? So Harris, yeah. they the, All these chains mess me up. But they <laughs> There's all, a bunch of lakes. They all look the same, yeah, but yeah. It, it's really cool, like, to see how diverse, like, the ecosystem is because yeah. – you know, one minute you'll be on Lake George and you'll be fishing cypress trees, and then you'll go through the man the the manatee zone into uh, Salt Springs, right, which is where I went, and it to the, the environment totally changes, and it literally connects to Lake George, and then you run up the river, which is technically down the river because the the water flow goes from the south to the north and dumps into the Atlantic Ocean, which is really uh, interesting if anybody cares about that. But I learned that the current was pulling me upriver, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And somebody's like, yeah, that's the way the water flows. Um, but you're right, Bass typically puts in at Palatka yep. uh, on that. And uh, it is going to be a different time of the year. But, you know, pending the weather situation, man, you're probably going to see like a lot of offshore fishing and offshore down there is like, eight foot of water yeah. <laughs> you know i mean it, that place is to the point where my boat going through some of these places was scraping bottom now it was sandy bottom so it wasn't dangerous or anything but they got shell bars out there they you know people put brush piles out there, there there's all sorts of stuff that they can do um but it can get really really tough just like any time in florida and uh mike johns i think he was on the harris chain a couple weekends ago and he had 10 pounds and came in fifth place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just depends, but I think it's cool because again, it's not traditional. Anything that's not traditional is uncomfortable, but a lot of times these uncomfortable things really show you what a lot of these anglers are made of. Yep. Absolutely. And then they're going to wrap it up with stop number six, uh, October 20th through 26th. 
on Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Uh, this 54,000 acre body of water. Uh, everybody should know if you fish bass, crappie, cat, no matter what you fish for, you've heard <laughs> of Lake of the Ozarks. Um, going down there in October though, getting that fall bite, uh, going to be, that one will be another interesting one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be probably quite a bit of dock fishing and finding those bait schools, uh, suspended fish in super deep water that time of year. I have no doubt. Uh, I don't know enough about it. Ben would be our Lake of the Ozarks resident expert. Cause he grew up fishing that area and knows a little bit more. I know I'm excited, um, to see what they can do. Again, it's the first time the MPFL is going there. Uh, is that, is that the first kind of that tournament in, in that Missouri area too, that the MPFL is going to have? It is. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it's the furthest West they've been, but with them going to Amistad for the championship. Yeah. It's pretty uh, far, that's far way further West, <laughs> but with a full field, that's the furthest West. They've that's been right. At this point. Yep. Uh, so that'll be an, uh, an exciting one, an interesting one. Uh, again, a non-traditional time of year for a, a major tour to go to a body of water. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it. Um, if there's folks that don't have experience there, you know, what, what are they going to do? I, I don't know how much I haven't done any research. So who knows how much information's out there they can research as far as YouTube videos and things <laughs> like that for that time of year. Yeah. Uh, just because it's not typically your, your more popular time of the year to fish Missouri, October, most people are hunting. They're, they're yeah. out in the deer woods doing those things. Fishing kind of starts to dwindle down like it does in a lot of the country. Yeah. But Hey, maybe that's good. Could be right. Yeah. Maybe that, you know, the, the fish know that there's maybe not a lot of pressure during that time. If we, if we don't give fish enough credit, then shame on us, but these fish are adapting and you know, uh, the Ozarks, it does really well in the cold, uh, cold season, like jigs especially are a huge player there alabama rigs all this stuff not that you can throw an a rig in the league right now but not who really. knows i mean maybe one day maybe one day um but i can tell you that josh Watkins is very excited for that lake yeah um he spent, he spent years and years on that lake uh i think gary adkins is going to be another powerhouse um he's a good deep water angler um but you never know man it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I think you're going to see some big weights come out of the Ozarks. I truly do. Yeah, you could. And that's all, that's an all three, all three species lakes. So yeah. you got small mouth, large mouth and spotted. But mouth. I think the large mouth, if I'm not mistaken, they have to be 15 inches not, on that lake, but I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you. I, I didn't look at any of the local regulations or anything, but yeah, they might need to be. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I yeah. thought the small mouth were the ones that were, but I know the Tennessee river, the small oh, mouth have to be yeah. 18 inches. And There's stuff. all kinds of crazy stuff. There, there, there is craziness, but you know, regardless of the fact, like you guys can check out and I want to ask you some questions here in a second. Pete. Um, but if you guys don't know the league, just go ahead and search them. The national professional fishing league. I'll link it down below. Too. And, yep. And, uh, also you can watch them on the fix TV app, which is P H Y X TV, which let me clear something up anybody any of our listeners you do not have to download an app or anything to watch right. the live feed you can go to the mpfl's website click on the go live thing and it'll take you to the fix website where they stream it there's a lot of confusion a lot of people uh we've got to talk to some folks in the league here uh recently at some of these shows and stuff and there's been a lot of confusion around that uh just so you all know you do not have to download the app you don't have to pay anything you can go on the league's website click on the little live thing and it'll take you where you need to go if you do want to pay for the app, which I, I do pay currently, mm -hmm. it's like $5 for the, for the month or whatever, but there's a bunch of additional cameras. You can pick specific anglers. 
uh, to follow. So if, if you're a fan of somebody that has a camera with them, you can just watch them the entire day uh, and see what they're doing. And, and you can catch some of those moments because they're not on live where they, mm -hmm. they might use foul language and you get to see the real fishing side of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, and they're also, uh, never mind. I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what I was going to say. say. So it. I'm not going to say it because I don't know, yeah. but there may be some other places you'll be able to view them this year yeah. uh, for, for a couple of the, the other days. So just keep your eye on the MPFL, follow them on their socials. Again, I'll link it all down below. Uh, again, big fans, big, uh, big supporters of them. Uh, they've been great friends of the show and uh, really looking forward to year four of the MPFL. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I just, like I said before, it's uh, it just has uh, a really we talked about traditional yeah. it has a very traditional angler, you know, just tournament yeah. uh, environment. And, uh, you know, if like Pete said, if you don't want to pay whatever to, to get full access, don't do it. But I'm telling you right now, like the state of I'm going to I'm going to kind of get on a little soapbox here, but but I think it's important to talk about, you know, the state of the economy, it, it depends on so many different things. But one of the things that's really important is small companies, um, you know, making investments into other small companies or consumers making investments into small companies. I don't know if fixed TV is considered a small company. And I'm not advocating for you to spend your money. What I am saying, though, is in order for us to continue having access to things like these or having a bunch of different bait companies and a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of all this stuff that we all truly enjoy. Uh, it can't be done without money. Yeah. Right. And so what's, what's kind of happening and, you, and you've heard a lot of other shows talk about it, but it's not just in the fishing industry is there's a lot of big companies soaking up a lot of these small companies. And then eventually when they look at them and they see that there's no return on investment, then they're like, well, let's shut that department down because it's not making us any money. So, you know, the small guys have to take care of the small guys sometimes. And that's why we, you know, we, we honestly and genuinely want you guys to leave us reviews, uh, because they do help. Um, we don't need you to buy anything, but we would like you to help us with the show or help our partners and stuff, because you're going to get a great product in return and it's going to continue stimulating that business. It's just a really tough time. And, you know, everyone's in a different economical situation with their personal yeah. finances, but you know, anything that we can do to show support to the things that we love and that we want to see more of or have more of, uh, we need to do that. Um, and so, but that being said, so yeah, trade, told you how to spend your money without telling you how to spend your money. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> no, I get I, I, what you're saying. If you know, if you're, if you're going out and you're spending five bucks a day on a cup of coffee, but you enjoy watching fishing, maybe consider how you invest that $5 and, yeah. and, and just think a little bit different, you know, skip a cup of coffee one day or whatever, but take a look at it if it's something you're interested in. But again, it's not necessary. You do not have to pay. Nope. You do not have to do any of that to be able to, to, to take in those tournaments. Uh, also, we talked about Hartwell potentially going down to that one. The other one we were talking about was the St. John's in September. So <laughs> let us know in our socials uh, which one you would like to see us go to if you're if you're local to one of those or a bunch of you are and, and you think it'd be cool. Um, when we decide, maybe we'll schedule a little meet and greet one night at uh, at a local you know bar, restaurant, whatever, and try to get together and say hi to everybody and hang out and break bread and all that good stuff. But uh yeah, man. So I'm really looking forward to the the six stops in the championship this year. Uh, looking forward to the league, uh, watching it continue to grow. All these new anglers coming in, the old ones returning. Trey's got questions for me, so this should be good. Well, you know, I want <laughs> let's 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 ask some honest questions here. Yeah. So, 
going from 74 to 76 anglers to 127 anglers. Yeah. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be? But what do you think the biggest benefit is going to be for the league? The biggest challenge for the league. Probably the biggest challenge is going to be to continue to run, you know, take off and, and, and weigh in as smoothly as they have. Uh, because, I mean, it takes a long time, even with 76 anglers. Now you double that, basically. Uh, and not that it's a bad thing. It takes a long time. It's, it's really cool the way they do it with the drive-up weigh-in. Uh, but just to be able to keep everything moving, you know, the logistics with your, your flight times, things like that. When we went to Lanier, it was pretty far from uh, blast-off takeout to weigh-in, uh, and traffic in that area was terrible. So there was a delay sometimes in folks getting there. If you didn't take the right route, it was even worse. Yeah. Uh, so I think just the, the biggest thing for them is going to be logistics. Uh, the biggest benefit to going up to 172 ang anglers 27. or 127 anglers is just more eyes. It's more yep. exposure. It's more people posting stuff on their personal socials. It's more sponsors. It's more local fans. It's more family sharing their friends stuff. It's just more getting information out there. And hey, I, if you go back and listen to the last episode we did at Lanier with Paul and Brad, they would have had a full field this past year. Uh, they were a little bit late announcing their schedule and a few other things and and so people had to decide where they were going to fish if they could only fish one place. Uh, and so, you know, they, they chose the one they thought was best at the, best at the time without knowing the schedule and all that. Uh, and some of those folks are coming back to the league this year that didn't mm -hmm. fish with them last year uh, and fish those other ones because now they, they know the schedule. Uh, the championship's a draw for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, 127 anglers, you know, it's going to take a bit more, more logistically as far as takeoff, uh, takeout weigh in all of that just making sure they have you know enough folks to to do all that smoothly uh will be their biggest challenge in my opinion what, yeah. what did you think no I, I i totally agree with the uh you know with with the logistics you know um the the weigh-ins are going to be extremely longer but that's more of an opportunity for the fans to integrate with the league and you know you can just take your fold out chairs or whatever you want to do and i, do, I want to pivot off that real quick Go ahead. i've said the same thing and i don't mean to cut you off that weigh-ins are long but they don't seem long when you're there mm -mm. like brad i think if you go back and listen to our very first episode paul and brad asked ask us for advice like what was one thing we would change and i said figuring out a way to speed up the weigh-ins and he's like you can't because the way we do it and i'm like okay i get that but what you know watching it seems a lot longer when you're there yeah there's stuff going on there's interaction with the crowd the anglers are out walking around you can walk up to the edge of where they're pulling boats talk to the anglers while they're sitting in line um you know they have vendors there that that some of their partner vendors they have their tent set up uh it's guys like us that are just walking around talking to people because yeah. they don't know anything better um so it, it doesn't seem like it's long when you're there, when you're watching on TV or whatever, it seems a little bit longer than it, it actually is. But that's why we're saying you need to go check one out because it's it's completely different optics wise when you're there. But anyway, you back. No, to, I I, I think challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think the you know it's obviously going to be longer, but that creates an opportunity, like you talked about, for fans, for vendors, you know, for everybody, uh, for anglers to to talk to their uh, talk to their families and things like that. Um, you know, I think the cool thing about having 127 anglers is there's 127 anglers but there's a lot of history that's walking into the league right now with fritz and um why do i keep forgetting his name uh david fritz and uh 
I didn't say Den- no. Um, who's the other guy? I don't, I'm oh my goodness, I just forgot it. Uh, Tommy Biffle. Jeez, good lord. I wa- I kept wanting to say like Denny Brower, but uh. yeah, Denny Brower's not in the game. Uh, but anyway, so Tommy Biffle, David Fritz, and then the, the new new crew. I think you know there's a lot of MPFL anglers that no one's ever heard of, and you know each one of these people fishing these tours is you know, building their own individual brands. But at the same time, like, I think that these guys are going to be able to really garner a lot of knowledge from some of these really seasoned guys. Like, you know, Patrick Walters is there, John Cox, uh, the, you know, from DeBerry, Florida, he's fishing. He's somebody to look out for too on Hartwell shadow. But so John Cox and all these legends and stuff. So for me, if I was standing in any of the, you know, new MPFL angler shoes, man, that's a great opportunity to learn, you know, as long, not saying, Hey, you know, Tommy Biffle, give me your, give me your spots, but Hey man, talk to me, you know, Hey, David Fritz, you know, what is it that you do with a, with a crankbait that's so different than everyone else? What has led to your success? And I think really that's a great place to get a lot of just a lot of knowledge on fishing and stuff like that. So I think that's the really cool thing about having, you know, not a big field, but a field with a lot of respectable anglers in it. Yeah. So it's going to be a really cool 2024 season. Um, you know, not everything is always positive y'all, but like why speak about anything negative? You know, like I, I think it's going to be a great opportunity and I'm sure the MPFL is going to run into their, their challenges this 2024 season. Uh, but I think they're looking forward to that. I think they're looking forward to tackling some of these challenges and uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to continue being a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Legends, like you said. Pete, Pete Pons was another one. I didn't even mention his name. Pete's been around forever, fished back in the day, FLW, fished the 150s, the 100s, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know Pete was still around, honestly, and then saw his name on the roster, so that was pretty cool for me. Uh, if you don't know who Pete is, Google him, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who Pete Pons is. Um, and then David Williams is another North yep. Carolina guy, two-time Elite Series qualifier. Uh, one of the best anglers, in my opinion, that in, in a long time, he's qualified for the elites twice through the opens, like can go out and just whack them. And then, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him going out yeah. there and he's a great guy too. So just lots of really good people, you know, um, all the anglers and are there are good people. Uh, it's a, it's a family friendly environment. Uh, there's kids running around at the weigh-ins. We got tons of pictures of little kids running around with our stickers and stuff. And I was flying my drone at takeoff and they were all watching me and I thought for sure I was going to crash it, but uh, (laughs) just a really cool, just a really cool atmosphere. And if you've been to an an elite event or, or a BPT event or something, you kind of know how those go. I highly recommend checking out, uh, checking out an MPFL event because it's a, it's a whole different feel. Uh, And again, let us know Hartwell, St. John's river, which one should we go to? I'm leaning. I'm partial to the St. John's because I've never been down there. Yeah. Uh, and it's a weird time of year to be there, and I just think it's going to be a cool event. So you think we should take our boats too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, at least one boat. Yeah. I'm just saying there's lots of places to fish down there that aren't their tournament waters. But anyway, um, good with either one, though. So let us know uh, you know where, uh, where they are. I don't have anything else. I'm going to go into some – housekeeping stuff if you don't have anything no hey guys uh like pete said our tires changed so today i'm rocking the brand new uh carolina waters hoodie that they just launched for 2024 um you heard it at the beginning of the show but i'm gonna say it again 
head to carolinawatersnc.com. Use the code THEONECAST and uh, save yourself a little change at checkout. Let them know that we sent you over their way because uh, I'm telling you right now, these hoodies are nice. They're not too long. They fit my wrist perfectly so they don't get in the way when I'm casting and yeah. stuff like that. So really nice apparel protects you from the cold, protects you from the sun, and uh, just looks good as casual wear. So check out those guys at carolinawatersnc.com and then hit our buddy up, Eric Schwinn at Mossy Oak Properties. Let him know that you are looking for a slice of paradise and you can email him at eschwind, that's E-S-C-H-W-I-N-D at mossyoakproperties.com. Oh, that's linked below. One Cast Fishing, also can't forget them, onecastfishing.com, code the One Cast. Check out what they got. New partner coming on board. That's right. Uh, we'll announce that. It may be out there before this episode airs. Uh, but also, if you're not following us on socials, make sure you are. We got some teasers. Because we're, uh, yeah, there's some teasers. You may be able to figure out if you watch our socials. I'm just saying. But we're also, right now, this episode's live. And our, our giveaway that we've been talking about is now out there in the atmosphere, out there in the world. We don't have all the details hashed out. We're going to finish it and announce it on our live tomorrow, Friday, uh, which will be a week before this airs. Uh, so it's a little bit confusing timeline, but uh, go to our socials, check out what you have to do to get entered in that. And then moving forward, we'll, we'll say it in this piece here. I just don't have all the details hashed out. I will say, if you have not left us a review, uh, you may want to do that and take a screenshot and just hold on to that and then look for the direction. So if you have not left us a, a review on iTunes, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is you listen, you know, five star. If you can leave a, a comment, leave a comment. Um, good, bad, indifferent. So I, I know some of these giveaways say you have to leave us a five star. I'm not telling you you have to. If if you Give want, us an honest review. Give us an honest review. Tell us what you think we can do better. Uh, if there is anything, if you want to give us five stars and, and tell, tell us uh, we're doing an awesome job, then I'm good with that too. But uh, the only way we can get better is uh, through criticism and, and learning lessons and what, what folks don't like because uh, we like what we do and maybe everybody doesn't. That's right. Because um, somebody did leave us a one star, but they didn't leave any comments. So it's driving me absolutely crazy because <laughs> I don't know why they left us a one star. Uh, so it took our rating from a five to a 4.7. Also, Sue, I'm, I got to throw this out there. I was messing around and I found a website last night that does ranking like podcast uh, rankings where podcasts are. Uh, and they only do the top 250 in every category. Uh, there's over uh, there's over 13,000 in the outdoor in the sporting sport slash outdoors category. We are currently ranked number 200. Really? I was like super proud of that. And That's I was going to message really you guys awesome. last night, and I just but I was like falling asleep, and I forgot till right now. So I will send that out in a text to to us. But uh, I was super proud to see that. Like man. I think it was, I think it was 200 or 210, like, and there's a few below us that I thought should have been above us, but I'm like, I'm not going to argue it. So we're not last. We're not last. <laughs> and, and just to see, to see our little podcast and our logo there was like super cool for me. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. That, that was, uh, that was really cool. So we couldn't do it without y'all. You're listening. You keep listening. We keep, keep gaining new listeners. Uh, and we, we really appreciate everything you are doing. So again, if you can leave us a review, a five star, two star, whatever rating on whatever, uh, whatever it is you listen to. Uh, whatever platform, if it's YouTube, uh, do that and uh, maybe save a screenshot of it in your phone and uh, look at what you need to do to enter our giveaway because we've got some really cool prizes we're going to be giving away. The last thing I want to say, and I told Hal, if you guys haven't went uh, and listened to the uh, episode with local legend, local pro, regional pro, Hal Abshire, 
go back and check that one out. He spills a lot of juice about how to make it and not necessarily be at the elite series or BBT series or MPFL level. I told you how that we would frame it right here. This is the original map of Sharon Harris Reservoir when it was opened in 1980, 1981. So this right here is in the studio. And I do, I, I still wanna, yeah, you know, what you see behind us, we haven't forgot about you guys. Seth Hartman that painted our logo, so that's hand painted. Yeah. And then Jeff Christensen with yep. uh, Kingfisher Designs. He's got a new website and stuff. Uh, check him out. He was at the Raleigh Expo. He's got a lot of really cool stuff out there right now, uh, paintings and things. So go see what he has if you're looking for some artwork. Uh, there's a couple of his. He's got two more going in the, into the NC calendar this year. Uh, so make sure you check out. That's uh, Jeff Christensen with Kingfisher Designs. And I'll, I'll throw a link up below for him as well just so you all can check out his stuff. Yeah. But yeah, how we got it framed, we're going to get it up behind us. That's super cool. I'm going to go throw some of the baits you have on there on some of those areas you have. <laughs> Let's see if I can get one to chomp it. Um, but yeah, that that uh, that is really cool. So, um, man, I, just, I can't, I know we say it every episode and it probably gets old to hear, but we can't, we can't thank y'all enough for the support, continued support, uh, continued uh, engagement. Again, Fishing Fridays, almost every Friday we go live with a live episode where we just talk about fishing. Occasionally we'll have a guest or something come on and, and they'll they'll wrap fishing with us. But it's usually just Trey, Ben, and myself uh, running our traps about stuff going on uh, in the industry or just about our local fishing, which we're going to talk about. Trey and I got out for a little bit after work yesterday. We'll talk about that on uh, on Fishing Friday here. That's right. Tomorrow. But make sure you check that out. Uh, we stream on all of our, our socials. So if you're following us on one of them, you should get the notification. Again, leave us a review. Check out our partners. Everything's linked down below. Super easy. All I got to do is click to, to check out those partners and use those codes uh, and uh, continue to be, you know, well with each other. Continue to uh, to get out there and chase them however you do. Boat, bank, kayak, whatever it is. And help us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God. It's a toad, It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's gonna be a bad day.